Hello, and welcome to episode five and the very first episode of 2022 for The Right Inspiration, the podcast for members of the Southern Christian Writers Conference and other writers of faith. We're so excited to have you with us today, and on this episode, we'll be talking about New Year's resolutions, and in fact, hearing from SCWC members and finding out what they're planning on doing in 2022 with their writing. And then you'll hear an excerpt from one of our recent Writing Challenge winners. And finally, I'll let you know how you can get your book or books uh, into the Southern Christian Book Expo, which will be taking place virtually later this month. Welcome to the new year. I don't know about you, but I feel like 2022 got here both very quickly and not soon enough. The last year had a lot of challenges with it. Um, A lot of us dealt with grief and sickness and, you know, disruptions. And so 2021 was a hard year for a lot of people. But there were also some wonderful blessings in 2021, and as I sit here uh, on the first day of a new year, I am very grateful for those things that meant so much to me and my family and my friends, to our community in the last year. And so I'm counting my blessings today while also looking forward to new things to come. The first day of the year, New Year's Day, is always a day when people make resolutions, people have plans for what they're going to do in the new year. And I think a lot of times we laugh about that because it turns out that we have these great plans and then we don't actually accomplish it. You know, we may um, for a week be really good about um, not drinking caffeine or maybe we're going to start exercising or whatever it may be. Or if it's related related to writing, you know, maybe we're going to write every day and a week later, it gets a lot more difficult to do that. And we kind of forget those and we, we let go of those resolutions. But I think while we're being optimistic and while we are celebrating the first day, I think we should think about making resolutions. As writers, I think it's a great way to get motivated and to um, become more productive in the new year. Um, there's a couple of quotes that I hear that I see a lot on New Year's that I think are great and that actually make me think of writing. So I wanted to mention a few of those to you real quick. The first one is, tomorrow is the first blank page of a 365-page book. Write a good one. And of course, that can relate to, you know, resolutions for any aspect of your writing. But I love that it, you know, it does bring to mind a writer And um, another just phrase that I've seen um, a lot recently is 12 new chapters, 365 new chances. So if we think about every month as a new chapter, um, and then we think about every day as an opportunity to accomplish something, then I think we can really uh, get working on getting our writing into gear. And we know as Christians that the Bible says a lot about the plans that we make, about how God works things together for good for those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. Um, The Bible talks a lot about the plans that we lay up for ourselves and about the opportunities that every day creates. And so I think that making resolutions is a good thing. I think it's something that can really help us. 
Recently, we, uh, on our Facebook group, which if you're not a member there, we would love for you to join. It is at Southern Christian Writers Conference. It's just a Facebook group there, so you can search and find us. But we recently posted just a question what are your writing resolutions for the new year? And we got some great answers. And so I thought I would share some of them with you today. And maybe they'll inspire you to make resolutions of your own. Grace Booth said that she wants to publish secreted manuscripts that are stored away. I love that. What manuscripts have we written and we've just, you know, filed away into a box or hidden somewhere and that we now maybe should do something with? Jack Cunningham said that he's going to finish the rough draft of his new novel and see his current when published. Stephanie Rada said she's repurposing her blog, continuing her podcast, and publishing her children's book. Debbie Baker said she was focusing more on her writing. She's going to stay motivated and not get bogged down in the small things. That is very familiar to me. Uh, Karen Allen said that she would like to get as close to possible as possible to finishing her devotional book with a co-author. Pam Waddle said that her plan is to finish her book and get it published. Lori White said after several years of not reading enough, her goal is three books a month, either reading or listening. And I think reading goals are great to have in conjunction with writing goals. As writers, we need to be reading. Shannon Leach said that this year she is heading for being published. Mel Tavera said that she is setting her face like a flint to conquer my writing goals each month. Randy Pills said he's going to finish and self-publish his current novel by Easter. I love that. A real practical deadline, a particular date. Um, I think that's great if you can be very specific in what your goals are. June Chapko said... She wants to hone her writing skills by taking a course to increase, to improve her weaknesses. How important is it for us to realize that we do have weaknesses and there are things that we need to learn more about that we can get better at in our writing? And Kathy Goonan said that she wants to learn more about social media marketing of published works. There's so many different um, goals and resolutions we can make as writers. And I challenge you, you know, as you look to this new year, Think about what resolutions you can make that will support your writing dreams, will uh, help you go toward those goals that you have. Let me mention a couple of other um, resolutions that I think are really great for new writers, for writers for the new year. Um, and I'm just I'm going to mention just a couple of them here. And these are all ones that I'm going to try to do this year. The first thing I want to do um, as a writer is I want to write every day. For a long time, I thought, oh, I just need to write and then I get inspired or you know, I don't really need to be doing it every day. But this year, I'm going to try to write every day. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm going to write <laughs> a chapter every day um, or write, uh, you know, 5,000 words every day, but I'm going to write something every day. Another resolution I have is that I'm going to develop a year-end goal, and then I'm going to work proactively to meet that. I really believe in long-distance goals and then working back. Another resolution is I want to avoid distraction. <laughs> That's so hard, right? Um, today, on New Year's Day, um, I'm watching football, and there's new shows that are being streamed I want to uh, watch, and 
you know, there's places I want to go and things I want to do and shopping I want to do, all those sorts of things, things that can be distractions. So I want to try to avoid distractions this year and use those things that we might consider distractions as rewards to myself when I accomplish some writing. I also want to resolve this year to build community, build an even stronger community. And that relates to all of you here with the Southern Christian Writers Conference. I want to continue doing things that I can build community. But if you're out there um, and you uh, maybe feel a little bit alone in your writing um, plans and your writing dreams, perhaps you could resolve to make some writing friends this year, start a writing group, get involved in a writing group, go to a workshop, do something where you can um, meet other writers. And then I have the goal because I am a working writer. I want to get published more. And so I'm going to come up with some very specific goals for myself of publications I want to be published in, specific magazines, specific newspapers, specific online publications. I'm going to come up with um, a list of those that I want to be published in, and that I'm going to do everything I can to get published there. Um, And then the last thing I want to do as a writer, one thing I want to resolve to do more of in 2022, is to share my writing with others. I think sometimes I um, don't do that enough. And, you know, I want to share the words that I've created with other people. And so I want to let go of maybe fear of sharing with other people. Um, And, you know, there's so many ways we can do that. We can write Facebook posts where we share something we've written. We can, um, you know, start a blog maybe where we can share our thoughts with each other. Um, There are so many ways we can do that. And so don't be afraid to put your writing out there. I think that's a really great resolution to have. What resolutions do you have for the new year? If you haven't sat down and thought about it yet, I challenge you to do that. Write the resolutions down, even if it's just one, um, and put it somewhere where you can keep track of it and you can track your progress with it throughout the year. You can track your progress every month and see how it's going. And I challenge you to do that and do your best to stick with it. Don't give up with on it within the next week or two. You can do it. We're all in 2022 together. And let's pray that it's going to be a really great year for our writing. love to have writing challenges for our SCWC members. And if you aren't a member of our Facebook group, I would encourage you to go join that because we post online writing challenges on there on a pretty regular basis. And then we love getting the submissions in and then we love sharing the winners with our uh, the other members so that we can all enjoy reading them. And so today I wanted to read uh, the winning entry into our latest online challenge, writing challenge, which was Christmas themed. And I know Christmas is a week behind us, but I am still enjoying Christmas here at my house. I don't take my tree down until Epiphany, which is January 6th, and so I'm enjoying the decorations still, and I'm enjoying a little bit of the kind of laziness that is coming with kind of the post-Christmas feeling here, Um, and so we had this challenge uh, at the beginning of December to write a short story. It could either be fiction or it could be true, and uh, we We titled it uh, The Not-So-Hallmark Christmas. So we wanted to get stories from writers about Christmases that weren't perfect because we know all Christmases are not like a Hallmark movie. A lot of times, 
our Christmases can be messy. And so we wanted to hear from you. Um, and so we had three uh, top finishers announced. Uh, our first place winner was Deanne Starling. Our second place was Grace Booth. And our third place was Shannon Leach. We received a lot of great stories, and we were so thrilled with these three finalists. You can read all three stories at southernchristianwriters.com. If you just go to the menu there and go to blog, and you can go down and uh, two posts, I think, down, it has these stories. And so that's what we do. We share our stories. We publish them on the blog so that then our members can go share them with other people as well. But I wanted to read Dan Starling's winning entry for this contest, and it's called Broken at Christmas. And I think that even though Christmas is a few days away, a few days past, I'm sorry, we can still identify with this, and we can think about how this actually relates to us in our everyday life. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds, Psalm 147.3. A few years ago, instead of shopping, wrapping presents, or addressing Christmas cards, I watched the movie Christmas Vacation with my husband and kids for about the 20th time. And the truth hit me. I am Clark Griswold. Every year, I share his excitement for the season and make big plans. This will finally be the year that I finish shopping by Thanksgiving, organize the house, have presents wrapped by December. Instead of frantically wrapping on Christmas Eve, host the family, even though I forget to practice cooking during the rest of the year, mail the Christmas cards before New Year's Day, sing all the carols, go to all the shows, and yes, host a party. How great would that be? Yet, like Clark, I find that nothing ever goes as planned. I procrastinate. I forget that the computer with all the Christmas card addresses crashed two years ago. The kids postpone studying for finals and then are forced to cram nonstop. I forget to plan the party until December 23rd. I buy the wrong presents, and when I am too tired to read labels, try to return the presents to the wrong stores, true story. I end up frustrated, cranky, and feeling like a failure. I feel broken. Some years ago, some years, I am physically broken. The year my husband and I moved into our first house, I was so excited and overflowing with plans. Our daughter, Sydney, was a year old, and I quickly declared that this would be, without a doubt, the best Christmas ever. I had just pulled out the Christmas china when my throat started hurting. The next morning, I woke up with strep throat, fell down the stairs, and broke my foot and tailbone. Within a week, I had crutches and endured a painful surgery. Then I received the news from Sydney's doctor. Sydney had a life-threatening heart defect that would require major surgery. My baby's heart was literally broken, and I felt like mine was too. I was broken. Another Christmas, my arm was in a brace, our son was on crutches, and all my plans seemed to fall once again. I was having trouble finding joy in Christmas after my dad's death. For the first Christmas in my lifetime, he wasn't waiting to open presents with me. The thought of that just broke my heart into a million pieces. My spirit was broken. And yet, sometimes my brokenness pales in comparison to the hurts of others. A small child choked on a chicken nugget at the mall last week and died. A three-year-old child had a seizure and was buried the same day I celebrated my son's birthday. And all I knew to do is cry out, God, why? Why do I feel so inadequate? Why can't suffering take a holiday at Christmas? Why do we not only suffer and feel broken, but why is the brokenness so magnified at Christmas? And God answered me, maybe Christmas is the best time to be broken. If we just have the perfect decorations, presents, parties, and cards, we only celebrate a holiday no different from any other day. 
But if we fall to the ground, crushed by our own failures and weaknesses and hopelessness and the brokenness of this world we live in, only then can we see our need for the baby born in the manger. Only then can we see that Jesus is our hope in this hurting world. He came so that I have the certain hope of seeing my dad again. The devastated parents can know that they will see their children again. And I can know that no matter how I fail in my own plans, he is there to offer grace and mercy. He will fix the brokenness, either on this earth or in heaven. If you are hurting this Christmas, I pray that your pain will lead you to the manger. I pray that your brokenness and mine will lead us to a deeper appreciation of God's most precious gift to us, his son, even if you feel like Clark Griswold, too. Thank you, Deanne, for that great story. And as I mentioned before, you can go read it and the other two winning entries as well, which are both wonderful, on our blog at southernchristianwriters.com. to share with you now some exciting events and activities that are coming up. And these are events that will be very accessible to a lot of you. And so I hope that many of you will participate in one or all of these events. Uh, The first one is the first one coming up soon. Um, And I want to make sure that you have this on your calendar if you are an author and also if you're a reader. We are going to be having the Southern Christian Book Expo And this is going to be a virtual event on Friday and Saturday, January 21st and January 22nd. So that's just a couple of weeks from now. This will be a really neat opportunity for you, if you're an author, to promote your books online through the SCWC. And if you are a reader as well, it'll give you the opportunity to see some of the great books that are published by members of the SCWC. This will be a virtual event. We started the Book Expo four years ago, and we had two of them in person. And then last year, we did it virtually because of COVID. This year, we're going to do it also online, um, as we did last year, just because we are still having a little bit of trouble finding churches that will let us have a very large group like we have had in the past for the Book Expo. But hopefully, this will be the last time that we are doing it virtually. But this will be an opportunity for you to display your books. And so we will have a a group online where you can go into it and you can look at books and you can uh, click on links to go buy the books. I will also be doing live videos throughout the two days where I'm highlighting books by authors. So I think it will be just a really great opportunity to encourage each other and to buy some books. If you want to participate in the Virtual Book Expo, I need you to do one thing for me. Very simple. Send me an email to scwritersconference at gmail.com. In the subject line, please put Book Expo just so I'll know that that's what it is and it doesn't get lost in all the rest of the email that I get. I get quite a bit. And if you would, in that email, let me know what your book is. Give me a very short sentence or two description of it. Then send me a link to where the book can be purchased and send me a cover image of your book so that I can have all that information and put it together in the virtual expo. 
You can do as many books as you want. If you have just one book, that's great. If you have multiple books, that's great as well. Just send me that information for each of them. Short a short description, a link to where it can be bought, and a cover image of the book. The Southern Christian Book Expo is done in conjunction with the award ceremony for the SCWC Notable Book Awards. And we are very excited this year to be doing that on January 22nd. So it will be the finale of the Book Expo. This will take place in person at 4 o'clock Central Time at the headquarters of TAB Media in Birmingham, Alabama. Our three finalists in each of the categories of the Notable Book Awards will be announced on January 7th. Those three finalists in each category, along with their family members, are invited to come attend the ceremony. We're also inviting anyone who lives in the Birmingham area, so if anyone is local to Birmingham, you're welcome to come enjoy the ceremony as well. It's a really neat opportunity for us to recognize some great books that have been written in the last year by SCWC members. The deadline for the awards uh, contest have has obviously passed, um, but I hope that you look forward to finding out who those finalists are. We have several categories. We have fiction books, nonfiction books, both in self-published category and a traditionally published category. And we also have a category for devotional books and for children's and young adult books. So there will be quite a few awards given on January 22nd. We would love to have you attend if you're local and we can't wait to announce the finalists for that award. So be looking out for an email um, around January 7th that will announce this finalist. And of course, we'll also announce it on our website and on our Facebook group. The one other thing I wanted to mention uh, before I close for today is a regional workshop that we're going to be having on Saturday, February 5th in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. It will be held at Bellevue Baptist Church there in Hattiesburg. And we're so excited about this. This is a regional workshop. We've started doing these um, in different seasons of the year. So we have our large conference in June every year. And uh, then we have smaller workshops that are done in different parts of the South. We had one in Orange Beach, Alabama in October. And this one will be in Hattiesburg on February 5th. The title of this workshop is Write What You Love and Love What You Write. Kind of working a little bit on that Valentine's Day thing, but it's going to be a workshop that will be run by myself, Cheryl Ray, I'm the coordinator of the CWC, and Lori White, who is a professional copy editor um, and owns a copywriting business. And we will be talking about finding what we really want to write about, finding that passion for writing, knowing where God wants us to go in our writing, and then doing the best we can to love what we write by making it as perfect and professional as possible. We'll also be having a really fun share time where we get to share our works in progress or our ideas with each other. There'll be lunch, there'll be snacks, lots of great fellowship. It's only $30 to attend in person and will only be $20 to do virtually. And you'll learn even more about that later. Um, next On the next podcast on January 15th, we'll have a special guest talking about that workshop. So we hope that you can participate in any or all of these workshops. Stay tuned, as always, on our Facebook group, here on the podcast, at our website at southernchristianwriters.com, uh, and by email. 
um, for our monthly newsletter and other newsletters that go out with information about these types of events. We love connecting with each other. We love getting together. It is so much fun. It is just a a balm to the soul to uh, meet with fellow writers of faith. And we look forward to having some of those times again with you this next month. Um, Because 2022 is here and we're excited about the possibilities coming. The Write Inspiration Podcast is brought to you by the Southern Christian Writers Conference, an organization founded in 1991 for writers of faith. Join us every 1st and 15th of the month at The Write Inspiration as we provide you with more encouragement and inspiration. 